Uh, some fun things to get to. Um, a new name I have for acoustics for autism. Kind of like how I call uh, the Greek American Festival Little Gap. I come up with this name um, with purity of heart and and irreverence and adoration for this massive event that, that kicks off so much here beginning uh, in Maumee in just a, a couple of weeks here. And we will start in Maumee. Um, I completely get that over the last handful of years with all the challenges and adversity that so many of us have dealt with, um, what's the quote I like to go back to? Adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. One more time. Adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. Now, the, the truth is, adversity does build a little bit of character. But you see who you are. We see who everyone is uh, in the crucible of stress. Another um, quote that I that I really like is, everybody's a captain in calm seas. Like, we can all drive the boat when it's a peaceful 83-degree day on the water and there's no wind. But when the things pick up, that's the stress. That's the adversity. Who are you when you're in that crucible? Um, and we've seen a lot of fissures, obviously, in our society. We've seen a lot of weakness and um, ill-informed and lacking people in positions who are supposed to lead and inspire and direct. Um, so I, I get it. If you, you question certain institutions from people who run apartment buildings to leaders of states and countries, I completely get it. There is one thing. I, it's not possible for everybody who you elect into any kind of office or, um, or, or, or is put into a position of leadership, whether it's a university, and we'll come to Toledo in just a second. Um, they're a manager of business. Unfortunately, not everybody there just because they're in a position that's higher than you or they're supposed to be in leadership doesn't mean that they're more strategic, more intuitive, more intelligent than you. But I would prefer those traits in 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 a lot of places. People who I work for, people whose cities and municipalities I, I lead in. And I know this sounds moronic going back to we've seen so many of these people in these positions fail and fall on their face in the last four years or so. I mean, I think the reality is a lot of the people who we've questioned were perhaps always ill-equipped, but the crucible of COVID set in and we saw who couldn't pilot the ship anymore. I would like people in these positions of, of leadership and guidance, and I'm talking about politicians here mostly with where I'm going with this. I, I And this doesn't even necessarily require, you can't be dumb, but you don't have to be super smart. You don't need to have an IQ of 150. You just got to be a little intuitive and have a feel for things. And that that in itself is some uh, um, emotional intelligence. Um, I need you to see around corners. If you're going to lead, I need you to see what the people who you're leading can't necessarily see. A quick example. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about the, the, the overtime of the Super Bowl the last couple of days. And the disparity was that um, the Chiefs and Andy Reid, they they had plans for um, this new overtime format. The way overtime used to work was it was sudden death. Um, and then they changed it, at least in the regular season, to, uh, God, if you score a touchdown first, it, it's changed a lot. It, it's It's been complicated. Um, but it was definitely different. It, as the referee said, 
at the beginning of overtime for the coin flip the other night was this is a whole new game. Um, when that clock is ticking down to zero, um, he didn't say this. That was only the end of the first quarter of the new game, not the end of overtime. So a lot of discussion about Andy Reid and his team having a concrete plan of how they were going to approach overtime, the Super Bowl or playoff overtime, if they hit that. Um, and it seems like the San, San Francisco and their coach, um, that team was far less prefer, prepared for any potential playoff overtime. And that's possibly why the Chiefs were, were able to win. Maybe a, a, a little bit. Um, I fall back on the fact that it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey went superhero near the end of the game. You're talking about like two legends of the game. Sometimes legends just be legends in those moments of adversity. And whether you know the rules better than the other team or not, you're cooked. So I want uh, people who I look up to and are supposed to lead me to, to see around corners, see what's not there. I'm asking you to kind of predict the future, have prescience and foresight. Um, in Maumee, they can't win. So for years now, people have complained uh, about Conant and um, God, the road diet. And the plan all along has been to make it more walkable, um, make it more appealing to everybody but vehicles, bikers, shoppers, walkers, all that stuff. And people who drive that that strip, whether it's from Perrysburg to Maumee or back and forth, mo- most of the complaining, I think, has been by people who drive it and don't actually live there. I, I can for sure tell you um, two places I have not heard complaints from. Neighbors, and I have some who live just outside of downtown, neighbors who have had to deal with people cutting through their neighborhood to avoid Conant. And two, I don't know, and I, I asked on my Facebook today, sincerely, because this would have changed my my way of going about this. I don't know of any uptown mommy businesses that have closed or that have been forced to close because of loss of business with the road diet the last now, what, two years? If there are if there are some, please tell me. I can tell you that the fondue place, I think from the Levi and Lilac people, will be open in early March. So they certainly weren't scared off. Um, and I get it. Uh, the, the angry mob has a louder voice than ever and way too much influence than they actually deserve because it's it's fewer people than you think but the volume is is so goddamn loud um marmy is going to make uh another little conant thing there uh, there is some question about how fast people are going east um on conant when they get out of uptown uh and this is from the familiar people that you've heard like the uh, city administrator patrick birch um, there's a, a median there, an island, and they're going to expand that to slow people down. And no, there hasn't been any, any incidents. Um, the speed limit between Harrison and the bridge is 35, 35 miles per hour. The mommy police chief, Josh Sproul said, um, it's 35 miles per hour. And the trailer is, there's a trailer there logging about 15% of drivers traveling 43 miles per hour and up. It clocked one Perrysburg bound driver at 71. They want to make it safer, um, and really nothing has happened. There have been no no car no car accidents, no pedestrian incidents, nothing. So people, as you might have guessed, are outraged. This is a misallocation of money. Um, mommy administrators and leadership continuing to run people out of their uptown, which again we we have not seen. Right. This is one of those things where I go, you know what? 
they they hopefully have done all the studies and have all the data. And as Conant has changed, you know, first of all, we're making changes for the better. So again, that that uptown can survive with, you know, micro cities all over the region from Fostoria to Finley redeveloping to Fremont, all the F's, redeveloping their downtown so people will go there. And if mommy didn't keep up, it, it would be a shell of itself like Toledo's downtown still is in some places. So I appreciate the vision and the foresight. Unfortunately, with some of that, um, not every idea is going to be a home run. Some are going to fail. If you're in leadership, more ideas than not have to work out. Again, not everything's going to work. Maybe, as with many things, the messaging hasn't been right. Um, And and again, people were upset. You're, You're making these changes when nothing has happened. Well, going back to whatever state studies and data um, that they've been enveloped in in Uptown Mommy for two years now, they can per- perhaps foresee how the, the finality, the conclusion of the changes will affect people driving. And and they do mention it in this Blade article that they see it. Some people are so fed up and anxious to get out of de- uh, get out of Uptown that while they're not speeding, as soon as they can, they can pull past somebody, they do. So and they're expecting more more walkers, more pedestrians there. Hopefully, more people back and forth across the bridge in Perrysburg. So to make something as safe as possible, um, they're trying to think ahead. And again, I appreciate that. I need you in leadership to see around corners, and I need you to have thick skin, which I don't necessarily have, to make these decisions um, that people are not going to like. Then again, mommy could probably put a goddamn Trader Joe's in Uptown and people would still lose their fucking minds. Um, another kind of tense subject, you've, you've seen that uh, UT is going to cut some some programs, some uh, some degrees, and that makes uh, a lot of sense to me. It's like they are a business um, more than ever. Anybody, everybody knows this, the college is a business, and not that I need to do anything, not that I want to do anything to um, help keep higher edge and <clears throat> keep the, the money coming in for... Um, higher education and universities as they, ha- as they haven't taken so much money from so many people for so long and are a big part of people's debt crises right now. But um, UT has to survive nearly as it is or else we can keep doing the, the riverfront, we can have the Riverwalk, we can have a booming downtown, we can have another venue. The, the city very well could collapse on itself in a lot of ways without UT. It has enough challenges as it is Without going into a ton of stuff, um, city commute city schools are a challenge. City commuter schools are a challenge, and we can leave it at that. Why is BG's enrollment up, but UT's is down? They might as well be a thousand miles apart because BG is essentially in the middle of nowhere and the center of that town. If if not for that town, if not for that university, that town would have two traffic lights. Not the same here. This is a city. And I saw this with Temple University where I grew up and went to school, which was in the middle of downtown or just north of downtown Philadelphia. It was a city school. Um, It was more like when it comes to getting there, like high school, than Penn State, Michigan State, where, where people come from all over and live on campus and that's their life. You went to school there and then left. Same thing with a lot of students at UT. So they are vital. They are crucial to any success we continue to have with our arrow going up here in Toledo. So they're cutting programs and there are faculty and students upset. I think one kid who was taking Spanish is very bothered. This is like a business. If you are, if you're a market, a super, if you're Monette's 
and you got this new product or an old product and nobody's buying it anymore. One, because you wanted to try it out and people don't like it. Or two, trends and tastes have changed and people aren't buying it anymore. You're wasting your money by putting it out on shelves. It's the same thing with universities. I'm sorry that people will lose jobs, that some professors and other people in the faculty and administration will lose jobs because degrees are going away. But if they don't, more jobs could potentially be lost. Um, my my terror my terrorizing fear is that UT turns into an Owens Community College type Toledo Community College, um, not the high level university that it is now. So when things aren't working, take them off the menu. Um, UT is a phenomenal, so far as I know, medical and engineering school and science. Do more of that. There's a couple of other sayings um, I like. One is, do what you're good at and do it as often as possible. Um, with, with the Lakers, like stop throwing the ball to the guy who might be having a hot, knife, hot night off the bench or to uh, the shooting guard. I'm not going to name names. You have LeBron James. Give LeBron James the, the ball as much or run things through him as much as possible. Um, when you're good at something, do it as often as possible. And UT is kind of spinning in that direction um, by cutting some of these programs. And again, I, I know that you need some of these um, for diversity, variety, not diversity in that way, but but other offerings. That's fine. But um if you don't make smart business, smart business decisions, your business will will fail. And in the case of Toledo, the greater Northwest Ohio area, uh, we need UT to work as well as possible. This doesn't even take into account um, if football is pushed down the rungs of the landscape of college football. Um, you, if you listen now, you probably heard the interview with Brian Blair, and he's excited with the expanding playoff because. Um, other conferences besides the big ones will still have a shot to get in. I just read today that there's a vote coming up on February 20th where it's the five and seven plan. The top five conference winners, and there's barely five conferences anymore. There's mega conferences. The top five conference winners get into the playoff, and then the top seven next ranked teams get in. You know who's never gonna you know who's likely to never be one of those teams? UT. Um Maybe every now and then a, a, a smaller conference will have it, like like Cincinnati will be in there, Northern Illinois a bunch of years ago, but that that pushes out all the UT type schools. And if UT doesn't have if UT's football program doesn't have access to that money, I mean, <laughs> it it's going to be a catastrophic piece of collateral damage. Um, there's title is title nine or title eleven um, have to be an equal amount of men's and women's sports. Which is challenging when football brings in the money. Like football makes sure every other one of those teams, men's and women's, can be in the pool, be on the court, be on the field. Um, and if the football department loses money, I think you can see where this is going. So there's football, there's athletic department football challenges. And now UT is seeing diminishing enrollment and is making the smart decision to get rid of things that people aren't necessarily as interested in. Um, anymore. A, a good guy that I like on uh, my socials hopped in. I think he is a professor there. Um, he's like, the faculty hasn't, faculty and administration, I'm sorry, administration and leadership hasn't asked the faculty or, or students or something to that degree. And I was like, I don't know if they have to because you can see it in the enrollment. And if people aren't attending these programs, get rid of them. A couple other super fast things uh, I think I shared with you my fear um, 
juxtaposing confessions from Usher versus Waterfalls. I didn't get the metaphor of that and the AIDS crisis when I was however old when that song came out. Oh, I, I, the confessions, that message was not a metaphor. That, that was right in my face. So let's take that a step further. There's a local couple, Toledo native. They're now in Metamora, but this incident of theirs that happened in 2012 happened in, um, out in California. I have a baby girl laying on my chest. She's changed everything for us. Never really thought that this could ever happen again. And then it did. I dropped my phone. I was just speechless in that moment. When I went into the hospital, I thought I had a stomach ache, and I came out with a whole baby. Vanessa and Tyler Kleberger, that whole show will be on Lifetime tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. As you can probably figure out by now, she didn't know she was pregnant. Um, that was the first kid. There's several more. They're back here in the Metamora area. She had posted that, and I guess Lifetime saw it and wanted to talk to her because it went viral. Uh, also, Jason Weber is super tied in a, as a Blade writer. Uh to much of the arts and especially music scene here. Uh, this morning, he turned me on to Kyle and Kane. I think their last name is Benner. Yes, Kyle and Kane Benner. They go by KB, their initials. <clears throat> they grew up listening to uh, rock music here in Toledo, like WIOT and our sister station here, 94.5 um, WXKR with, with Grizzly. But when they started to make music, they, they realized that they wanted to incorporate other things. Um... And now they make electronic rock. Their album is called uh, It's a Party, Isn't It? I found it on Spotify. And it reminded... The bands that jumped out to me when I listened to it or read about it was... uh, It's like Capital City, Safe and Sound, and Metro Station, but more mature. The analogies or the similarities that Jason used were the 1975, some Coldplay, The Neighborhood. And uh, I even think... uh, I hear it in some of their songs, not in the one I'm going to play for you, but like some Duran Duran, that that new wave stuff in the 80s. Here's one of the singles on that album. That's very 1975, right? They will be, uh, be performing at Mommy's opening day. Acoustic for Autism, which is a couple of weeks um, away. I'm thinking that that event is so big now. It's like opening day. Oh, it's Mommy's opening day. And that event actually kicks off like six weeks of things to do before spring kicks in. Um, Are we getting a Ross at Lewis and Alexis? Are we getting a Ross at Lewis and Alexis? And um, a Toledo first for me. And I've not experienced everything here, but I've experienced a lot. Um... I am used to all kinds of uh, creatures and animals, especially where I live, pretty close to Swan Creek, though I am surprised some of these animals can get where I am from there, having to cross airport, deer, uh, gophers, raccoons, lots of cats, you name it, it's everywhere. Um, And on my ride home, I'm careful, when I was coming in here for the the morning show a couple of years ago, I was always very careful driving airport at like four something in the morning because deer could run out because I'm the only one on the road. Today, um, airport towards Bern, I think it was just as I was passing the oil change place on my right. There's like a little field there or or it might have been right before that. It all happened so fast. Um, I saw an animal like that's not a deer. That's not a dog either. 
That was a coyote that ran across airport in the middle of the day. Um, Alex has talked about when she lived in Perrysburg Township, she'd hear coyotes howling. That I think that's the first coyote I've seen, not only here, but with my own eyes in my entire life. Thanks for being here today.